you for joining us for the Help for Wounded Spirits broadcast. We exist to help those wounded and suffering through life's trials. Here is our host and best-selling author, Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you. We certainly hope this finds you well and in the arms of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He alone is worthy. He alone deserves our worship. He alone can change our lives. As remember from yesterday's broadcast, He alone can give us that love. We then can share that love. We can do things. And I'm so glad that we serve God. Uh, I am so glad that God's in my heart. I am so glad that everything I need to make it through this crazy world, to deal with the knuckleheads, to deal with the boss that's a knucklehead, to go through the bad memories, to deal with the illnesses, to uh, deal with all those things, God gives us, and it's right in our hearts. And uh, with us is always Kevin. He's still up there in North Carolina, still enjoying it. Good morning, brother. Good morning, sir. A very beautiful sunny morning here in Hamlet. Yeah. And Hamlet, Hamlet will soon turn into the uh, greater Greenville area of South Carolina. But I got to tell you, Christ. folks, we've been dealing with the coldest winter in the 12 years I have lived in, in Greer, South Carolina. So I live right in the Great Greenville line. This has been my coldest winter. I was walking this morning, I think it was 32. I was walking the other day, it was 28. And I'm like, Lord, this is South Carolina. We talked about it last week on the broadcast. Lord, <laughs> remember this is South Carolina. Yeah. We, South. We, we like 50s. You know, we like just a sweatshirt and, uh, you know, and go out there and get some exercise in. But, uh, yeah, so, folks, we're going to be talking today about betrayal. And uh, specifically, we're going to be looking at John 18. We've changed chapters. Some things bad are going to start happening with Christ. And then the greatest things that ever happened to us. And uh, and one of the things that happened is we know that Judas, Judas uh, betrays Christ. So, uh, we're going to be in three verses. I'm going to read them, go to others. We'll come back and read them afterwards. But when Jesus had spoken these words in chapter 18, verse number one, he went forth with his disciples over the brook Cedron. And, and where was a garden into which he entered in his disciples? And Judas also, which betrayed him, knew the place for Jesus oft times resorted thither with his disciples. Jesus went there a lot. Judas then, having received a band of men and officers from the chief priests and Pharisees, cometh thither with lanterns, torches, and weapons. And, and uh, that's as far as we're going to go today. But Judas is bringing the folks out to, we remember back in 16 and 15 that Judas was going to deceive him. Christ pointed him out. There's going to be betrayal. Uh, when betrayal goes on, betrayal is outside of God. Um, I remember Psalm 41, right? It says, yeah, mine own familiar friend for in whom I have trusted, which did eat of my bread and had lifted up his heel against me. That's so hard when a friend, or in this case, a disciple, uh, lifts up against you, betrays you. And uh, in Matthew 27, it tells us he cast down the pieces of silver in the temple and departed and went and hanged himself. And we're going to see in scripture, Kevin, that he, he sold out Christ for silver, and, and it hurt him so bad. The guilt was so bad. When you betray your brethren, oh, folks, there's a pain that's unbelievable, and you got to fix it. And if you betrayed somebody, fix it. Call them. Love them. Seek forgiveness. I, I think, Kevin, we've missed something along the way. We, we forgot good old-fashioned biblical truths. We forgot uh, Matthew 18. We forgot that we need to go to people and say, hey, I'm sorry I hurt you, dude. Will you forgive me? 
You know, I've had four or five people do that in my life, and I've always said, yes, I will. You know what I'm saying, brother? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, you know, betrayal, this this thing in which you're talking about, the, the, the lead-in to this whole thing was uh, very, very, very important to me. Very, I would say near and dear. It's betrayal is not near and dear. It's it's near. And a lot of people have been through a betrayal where someone was working against you. You know, the, if you've ever had uh, a church split, oftentimes there was betrayal involved in it. I don't care if the pastor was doing things wrong. Sometimes there was a bet- some. There's going to be someone in the group who is doing it who's trying to handle it the wrong way. And what you said about Matthew 18 is so important. And um, just anyway, betrayal can come in many places and it can come in different fashions, but it seems like it's always according to the, the, the template that Judas has here, where there's a, there's a, a, a scrap of, a feeling in a person that's a real feeling and they are going to act on this dissatisfaction, this disillusionment, this discontentment, this depression, they're going to act on it in the direction of hurting someone else. And the, the difference between what Judas is going to do in our reading today and what Peter did there right afterwards, Peter did a denial, Judas did a betrayal. Well, what's the difference? The difference is one is calculated. You're leaning into that. You want to do that. You're kind of saying, well, there's no other choice. I'm going to have to, you know, betray someone. I want to hurt him. It's intended to hurt. Denial it's a self-protection mode. You don't want to do it. You're leaning against it, but you're caught in a moment of weakness and you deny you, you, you're, you're ashamed. You, you stand down when you, you know, you, you knew you should have, uh, uh, stepped forward and fought instead you, you coward, but, uh, Judas worked with the enemy. He was a deserter. He, he threw hand grenades into the tent of, of his commander in chief. But um, what a terrible thing. You know, I, 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 I heard someone say something. I kind of wrote a little note to myself about the disillusionment that causes betrayal. And, um, you know, Judas was upset that Jesus took the uh, accepted the gift of the woman who broke the alabaster box. And he said, should this this could have been sold for, you know, 500 pence and given to the poor and and when Jesus came back and said, leave her alone, it just seems like Judas just internalized that. So, you know, when Jesus came, it was evident he was not going to be the Messiah that Judas hoped for. And he may have lashed out against Jesus in, uh, in, in his spitefulness, opened this door up to, to Satan. Um, Judas, you know, hey, Jesus didn't give Judas what his selfish heart wanted. So Judas felt his ties to Jesus were broken. In essence, it's like Judas, you know, almost said in his heart, you betrayed me, but not being the kind of Messiah I wanted. So I will betray you. And that is a pretty epic thing when yeah. I just kind of walk through that, because we beat ourselves if you've ever been betrayed and you say, I, I, why would they have done this to me? Well, here's Jesus who's being betrayed by someone saying, 
you're not the kind of Messiah I wanted. Well, guess what? He was the kind of Messiah God wanted. And uh, you and me have are, are failures in different ways, but there's still the spirit of betrayal that comes our way. Yeah. And uh, this helped me. It still goes on today. And, 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 and folks, I'll, I'll tell you, you know, the devil planted something in Judas's heart. And the reason he was able to do that is because Judas's heart wasn't protected. There he is. He, of course, the Holy Spirit hadn't been issued out yet uh, at that point. But Judas was walking the earth with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And yeah. Judas, Judas was playing with the devil. He was dancing with the devil, the old timers used to say. And uh, the, I remember an expression years ago when I lived down in Georgia. I ended up way out in the country. And I was going to a church way down in the country, about 40 miles south of town. And I went there with the one of the chaplains to give a testimony or something. And they took us out to lunch at an old restaurant. They knocked on the door to the lady came from her house and opened the restaurant door for us, started cooking for us. And nobody even ordered. She just started cooking soul food and stuff. But I remember there was a man in there. He said, now be careful, young soldier. He said, be careful. He says, the devil dances in empty pockets. He dances in pride and love your Lord. And I'll never forget as we're eating ham hocks and cranes and things like that. And, and, and so the devil was able to plant something because he wasn't protected with the gospel of Christ. He wasn't protected by accepting Jesus Christ. And, 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 and folks, you know what happens when someone betrays us or we try to betray someone now, man, a hammer hits us over the head with the Holy Spirit. It says, don't do it. And I thank God for that. I thank God that we live in a situation, Kevin, where God says, don't do it. Yeah, don't do it is, is, it can be done, like you said, because we're protected. The gospel of Christ was not on Judas. The gospel of Christ, he did not, ex- he did not subscribe to the agenda of Jesus Christ. And so he, he's, he was, he was, um, courted into the agenda of the enemy of Jesus Christ. And sad to say, Jesus announced it ahead of time. He said, one of you shall betray me. You're, uh, you, you know, I, not all of you are going to stay with me. One of you will, will turn on me. And he told them over and over and the disciples were not aware even to the end who it would be because Judas seemed to be subscribing to everything, but he really was not protected, like you said. Yeah, that's the truth. Folks, we love you guys. What an opportunity that you'd come out and listen to us. In just a minute, we're going to hop back into the book of John, chapter 18, as we continue on with the life of Christ and how all things in the life of Christ can help to change our hearts and our minds. We love you folks. Hang on for a second. return shortly. Meanwhile, you're hearing this music while radio stations are identifying themselves and broadcasting advertisements. Well, we sure do love you guys. Thanks for being with us. We're moving on. We're in the uh, 
uh, the book of John chapter 18, and we're in a place where uh, the words have been spoken. The Bible even tells us that in a second. The prayer's over. It's starting a time where uh, Judas is betraying Christ. It's starting a time of arrest and crucifixion. I know that as I read the book of John the other day, I, I try to read the, whatever book I'm preaching or teaching out of 10 times or something, just as many times every day for 10 days or something. Just And, <clears throat> and every day God gave me something different. Every day tears come to my eyes. And so we find ourselves at the book of John Chapter 18, verse number one, when Jesus had spoken these words, he went forth with his disciples over the book, over the brook, Cedron, also called Kidron in your Bible. And there's many pronunciations of it, but this is the Hebrew one, where was a garden into which he entered in his disciples. And Judas also, which betrayed him, knew the place. For Jesus oft times resorted thither with his disciples. Judas then, having received a band of men and officers from the chief priests and Pharisees, cometh thither with lanterns, torches, and weapons. And folks, when they bring out the, uh, the, the weapons, when they bring out the torches, when they bring out the lanterns, uh, when they're out there, they're coming to get somebody. It, it's going to be ugly. And uh, so we know this is the Garden of Gethsemane, right? We know that the Lord is in the Garden of Gethsemane. It's a significant location for Christ. He's prayed there. He's, he's reflected there. He's dealt there. Boy, we all have that place uh, land-wise. I have a place here at the end of the road where, where I walk every morning. Sometimes I, I hit pause on my watch and I stop there. And you can, you can see two or three neighborhoods away from me. You can see different things. And I look at a brook down there at the end of the neighborhood there. And I, I can see over and, boy, you can re- reflect on things. And when I go down there, it's always, you know, this memorable reflection something comes to my mind and uh and so we know a couple things about judas too that i want to mention real quick kevin judas was the he he was in charge of the money he was the treasurer be careful of the treasures is the point i was a treasurer for a while and i could tell you that with all honesty i think i told you guys story the pastor kept saying doug will you be the new treasurer i'd say no you don't want me as a treasurer i'm not fit for that job i'm not a treasurer type that's not a god-given gift i have and finally the treasurer finally quit and because i had a college education with business i became the treasurer and i started doing and the books moving everything to QuickBooks. And over the next couple months, everything went fine. And then we had our first business meeting. And I remember the first business meeting, we were, uh, you know, voting on, do we fix up the sanctuary or do we add a gymnasium of all things? And most people were on the side of uh, fixing up the auditorium a little bit, then building the gymnasium. I thought both were very important. I had opened heart about it. But we were there, and there's one guy kept on yelling at the pastor and calling him all kinds of names. About the third time, he got up and said, listen, you know, all the money I give around here and everything I do, I think we should build it. And I said, sit down $7 last year and shut your mouth. Well, needless to say, I got fired as a treasurer, but this is what I'll tell you. <laughs> and I'm so thankful for that. But you know that there's betrayal going on, Kevin. And and if your heart is wrong, if your heart is not protected, even if your heart is protective, you can allow the devil to plant something in you. Say that person's no good. That person's going to hurt you. That person's going to do those things. Don't do it. Don't do it. And uh, never be involved in betrayal. Yes, yes. Everyone was shocked to see this band of people with lanterns and torches you know the classic pitchforks and and uh shovels whatever the posse coming out but it was it was a it was a 
it was something that Satan had weaponized. And, you know, I got thinking as you're talking there that we should never be surprised in our deepest, darkest trauma when Satan has lit someone's fire against you because of your potential for Jesus Christ. Don't be surprised the weaponization, or you, we could say the um, the, uh, the the co covert activity behind the scenes, and who may just come in with the Judas of your life. So here we have the captains of the guards of the temple coming to take Jesus Christ. You know, the uh, there are mentions of the captains of the guards of, in the temple doing great things. For instance, 2 Kings chapter 11, verse 4 says, the seventh year Jehoiada sent and fetched the rulers of the over hundreds, captains of the guard, and brought, them, brought him into the house of the Lord and made a covenant with them and took an oath, oath of them in the house of the Lord and showed them the king's son. So there was a horrible woman named Athaliah. She had taken over the temple and was weaponized organizing things. And now uh, out comes uh, a guy, Joash. He, he had been squirreled away while Athaliah was killing the seed royal. And so Jehoiada, the high priest, was a friend of God. And he got uh, these kings uh, uh, guard excuse me, the temple guards. And, uh, it says that, uh, and they, the, the guard, it says having forth, have her forth without the ranges. That's Athaliah and him that followed her kill with the sword for the priest had said, let her not be slain in the house of the Lord. And they laid hands on her. That is the, the same gang that came to Jesus laid hands on Athaliah. And she went by the way, the horses came to King's house and there she was slain. So we should never be surprised that a, uh, a band that is you would expect to be used for God's sake might be turned against you. And that might be a deacon board. It might be a, an elder board. It might be, you know, uh, a Bible college board. I remember going through before a Bible college, good people, but I had to say this, uh, this, this new guy that's taken over this uh, school has some, his view of the Bible is so slanted. He's pulling from all kind of wacky translations. He's in the wrong Greek text. I don't want to have him for Greek class. And I said, please, I just don't want to take him for Greek where they're like, well, thumb bumping uh, uh, Sanhedrin said, we feel like you need to. So I went ahead and did it. God got me through, came out of it stronger than ever for the word of God, because I saw the other side. But we should never be surprised that that these institutions on earth can be weaponized against us. So if if someone has been grooming or courting or working with someone near and dear to your heart, that's the way betrayal works. That's just the way this stuff goes down. And don't my my advice from personal experience, when you see someone show up with lanterns and torches saying, We've been talking about you, don't assume that it's that God has brought this thing to pass. Rather Certain, be like Mary, but Mary kept these things in her heart. So just, just say, I'm praying about it. I'm praying about it. You may be going through that right now. Say, I'm praying about it. I'm just letting God have his way. If I'm guilty of something, let God have his way. Like David, he said, maybe God stirred Shimei up. Let's wait on God. And Shimei was throwing dirt. And guess what? Shimei lost his head eventually. Let God take up for you. But don't be surprised and don't beat yourself. I'm saying from experience, don't beat yourself too badly when you find out that the devil has been uh, cohorting with people to uh, betray you.
Yeah. Yeah, there it is, friends. And there are people out there. I've said this. If I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times. Is uh, you know, half the population is knuckleheads, and unfortunately, <laughs> you know, some of these knuckleheads, even after they get saved, they don't go through the sanctification process and get right with God. They carry that pride. They carry all these things with them. And I'll tell you, it's a hard walk. And Kevin won't say this, but I'll tell you, it's a very hard walk for a missionary to be out of a church. And uh, you know, you need a pastor who's got some maturity and some education and things like that. And I, I know what it's like. I just came from a guy who did not. And, and now I'm with, with a person, I guess, last four years, it's, it's life changing, but you know, with those jealousies and betrayals and the backstabbings and folks, I could just go on eternally. We don't need those in Christianity. You don't need them in your life. So make sure you're in a great church. If you're not, we can help you find one. But if you are, Oh man, uh, make that church your everything, and uh, and and know that God is going to use that church for your sanctification. Obviously, God's everything. Your family second, church is third. But you know what I'm saying. Just dig in, man. Dig in and serve and and trust God. And man, He'll do a work in your life. and stay away from those who bring betrayal. Be with those who bring the love of Christ. Well, we sure do love you folks. Uh, We hope you have a great Thursday. Make sure you come back tomorrow. And uh, we ask the question, whom seek ye? May God bless you. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to our broadcast. At Help for Wounded Spirits, we believe the Bible and place great importance on you having a personal relationship with your Lord and Savior. The Bible delivers a clear and simple message of salvation, outlining how you can begin your personal relationship now. First, recognize that you are a sinner, as all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, understand that there is a cost to our sin, as the wages of sin is death. Third, realize that Jesus alone paid that price. To receive salvation, Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart that He alone can save you, and He will. If we can help you with your salvation or to direct you to a local church, please do not hesitate to contact us. For additional helpful resources, including our new TV series, more information, or to donate and support this crucial ministry, please visit us at WoundedSpirits.com. May God bless you.